and welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Who. Um, this is either the last episode of season two or the first episode of season three. Um, four, season four, yeah. Is it? I don't know. I've been doing this for a while. Forget, forget everything. I'm Luke. Uh, that's Ryan. And we're joined by uh, data scuba diver, Kyle. <laughs> Hello. Yes. So, season's done. Uh, long live the season. Well, maybe not this season. Uh, long live no. the Open Cup run, not the Long season. live the first two-thirds of the season. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I went down to Chattanooga. Uh, that was a drive. <laughs> there was a result that did not go our way, and the season ended. Hey, at least this time when you drove to an away playoff match, it actually happened. Oh, yeah, that is very true. Let's mm, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, okay, so news-wise, we have not an insignificant amount of news. Uh Goalkeeper of the year, uh, Rashid Nuhu won goalkeeper of the year. Uh, I, I think that was pretty apparent um, that he was goalkeeper of the year. Like, I mean, you can yeah. make the argument for Fitzgerald. Uh, you can't make the argument for Dallas J this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the, the thing that had me hesitate is that it's not very often that whoever wins Golden Glove, like a statistical award, they automatically give them that 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 player of the year type thing too, especially when yeah. it's come to keeper of the year. Like keeper of the year has been one of those things that, oh, you won Golden Glove, we're going to give this to this other person that was also really good, just so it's even. And so for yeah. him to be first team USL League One Golden Glove winner and keeper of the year, winning all three of those is pretty amazing. No, I I think that's very much telling to not just that he's been a great keeper all three seasons with Union Omaha, but he's been consistently one of the top two or top keeper in the league for three seasons. Absolutely. And this this if anything uh, was granted he he was injured for a good portion of the last third of the season, um, as Kyle may may have alluded to uh, a bit but uh really it, i think it was just in some ways a reward for his longevity at, at such a high high level yeah uh next news wise somebody who did not get an award even though they should have the young player of the year ryan jibo was nominated and somehow lost because this is obviously a very debatable topic, but if you look at his day one uh, playing, and we've talked about this the entire season on the pod, but his day one professional game uh, against the menace uh, or even against, um, Madison at Madison versus the last game he played for us. It's not the same player. Like the only thing is they look a little bit alike. 
Uh, he's gotten, he's bulked up a bit. Uh, he has gotten faster. He's gotten stronger. His skill on the ball, his skill in defense, his skill in attack has just, it, it's, it's been amazing. It, mm-hmm. It's really been a treasure to watch. Like, especially his defensive skill. Like, you can go back and that Des Moines game was a bit rough. And then uh, I believe he's the one who, he didn't give up the penalty, but I think he got beat for the penalty in Madison. Mm-hmm. And then yep. go to the end of the year where he's just a standout on the back line. No, I, I, I really hope uh, he's back next year. I don't see a way that our team uh would have not signed him to a multi-year. I mean, that's he, what I hope. He, I think I've said this once or twice uh, throughout the course of the season. His ability and his raw talent is more than I saw with Dami. And that's probably one of the more controversial things I've said this season. But I really just, his ability to be coached his innate skill that's there and his athleticism just has such a high ceiling. Uh, I, I really, really could see him going on uh, further. He's also in, at least in the U S market, he's probably more marketable um, as I believe he is a, a full U S citizen. So yeah, like an MLS pickup isn't out of the question for him right off the bat. I definitely don't think this year. I, I think he'll he'll. No. I'm guessing with us another year, and then yeah. we'll see type of thing. Kind of like yeah. I, I I don't think it's going to be a a one and done with him. Uh, I'm sure there are teams interested, but he'd be riding the bench and knows he's smart enough to know that his development would be better served another year here in Omaha. Well, especially if um, if he really does have a future playing defense, which had not played prior to coming to us, right? Like we've talked about that. Yeah, he was a striker. Yeah. I mean, and played a lot of wing and stuff in college. Like, you know, we've we've talked about that quite a bit with him, but the that was why it was such an amazing transformation to watch the kid go from game one to his final game with the team because he literally changed every aspect of his game that he had to know. And was it was completely innate to him, which was going forward where Dami, we all talked about it for every game he played in. He was a wing. He was a winger that we put at left back. That Jay let play wing no matter what he did, and literally ended up playing wing by the end of last season anyway because we needed him to. So it doesn't. Like, it's just one of those things. It doesn't really matter at that point. So Jay, Jay's two um, most consistent defenders this year. Like consistent in the lineup, not necessarily in the way they played. Uh, I don't have the stats to really go out on that. They exist. You can pull them if you want. Uh, Dalton and Ryan both played collegiately as forwards. Mm-hmm. And then both were most consistent, uh, consistently starting in our defense. And we still had one of the best defensive teams out there. They are, they are the only two defensive players for us that have over 2,000 minutes played this season. Dalton and Ryan. 
I mean, unless you count Cheeto as keeper, but yeah. as far as on the back line. It's crazy. Which, yeah, that's just nuts. Like, they... Dalton had one hell of a season, probably his last with Omaha, um, which is sad to see. Not confirmed one way or the other, so we're not putting that as news, but... Um, uh, who who won next, the young player? Someone out of... Was it Noko? Was it Noko? Okay. Was it? Let's see. Was it Naughty Naughty? I couldn't remember if it was that. I knew Tormenta had somebody, but that was comeback player, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I was just ne- next bit of news is uh, they announced the the uh, format of next year's season. Uh, since we will have twelve teams uh, confirmed as of now, uh, still waiting to see if Northern Colorado will have a home, one home for the entirety of a season. Uh, to be determined. Uh, but adding Lexington and Knoxville, which those are going to be some fun games. Uh, 32 games season, so mm-hmm. two more than this year. Every team will play every other team three times, except one team only twice. And knowing us, and considering Madison's the, still the closest for us and driving distance, it's going to be Madison. We play twice on Wednesdays, both times, <laughs> because that's the way it always goes for us. You never get to play them on a weekend or, you know, something so that's true. good. Like, yeah. Can't actually travel and have away fan support. No, yeah. no. Every East coast team has, you know, driving distance games on prime weekends, like where you could call out if you need like us. no. Northern Colorado on a Wednesday, Madison yeah, on a Tuesday. Like, so ridiculous. Come on. Come on. Uh, well, it, it's okay. exciting to, to like actually get more games out of the season. Um, good to get some more expansion in. So far, no retraction. Well, there was one. Yeah, we've already talked about them, but... <laughs> They're they're a hiatus. Yeah, like uh, it that that one makes a lot of sense for where they're at. They got kind of rushed into it, not quite Lansinged, but with COVID and getting the the same run up that they're able would have been able to otherwise. Uh, I I think it makes a lot of sense for them to regroup, come back in in a year or two after finding some new investment like that. that that's a great club with a lot of great opportunity down there in Tucson. Yeah. I definitely hope to see him back again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to just circle back. So young player of the year was Ethan Bryant from the kickers. Okay. Oh, and I guess the kickers had a good year, so I can see that. Um, Yeah. And then looking through the other news items just on USL site, uh, something we forgot about uh, USL one has a bargaining agreement. I was just yes. bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we have been uh, talking about that for two seasons now. Uh, yes. The fact that USLC last year got their CBA signed. Uh, USL one this year just signed a five year bargaining agreement. Yeah. Um, which is massive considering it. I believe is the first third division. What. Uh, 
league to have a CBA in place in the US, which is great for the players, great for the teams. Yep. Honestly, it provides a lot of protection. I think it hate to say it, but maybe the Oblata thing kind of push it to finally happen. Whatever you know, player it to protections. Yeah. Player protections are massive. Yeah, and it just, I mean, we know just because of the beauty of League One and this tier is you get to know a lot of the players, uh, especially doing the stuff we do. Um, and, you know, between being a part of a supporters group, being running, doing a podcast, doing the stuff, you get to know some of these guys. And we know how criminally underpaid a lot of these players are. Um, you know, and some of these guys, you know, I, I work I work in an industry where we run food pantries and do this stuff. And some of these guys, based on their salaries bringing in, would justifiably be able to go to those things if they're making that salary anywhere else besides a club that uh, that can support them in other ways. You know, like yeah. they can get them free meals and stuff like that already. And so these guys have a lot of that stuff. So just getting some kind of a base salary something where these guys have to can start from, even if it's not where we think they need to be, is at least a starting point. And, and having that protection for these guys is, is so vital to, to keeping this league thriving and having a good structure moving forward. No, and honestly, it, as the fight for third-tier players intensifies with MLS Next Pro and NISA, having a CBA and having protections in place for those players makes us that much more of a competitive league. Being able to have clubs guarantee uh, your pay, guarantee uh, compensation, guarantee player protections, healthcare, things of that nature is, it's awesome. It's great to see. I think it's gonna do so much for this league. and hopefully also puts it into a place where there's pressure on U.S. soccer to uh, maybe get better officiating so you're not dealing with as many injuries. Because, yeah. Let's, uh, does, does, ML, does MLS's uh, CBA with MLSPA cover next for, for next? It does not. Okay. No. They, that is the most um, bootstrap, uh, black market-esque sort of league out there. Yeah, there's, you have no idea what those players are making. I mean, you might be able to talk to some and figure out, but like, who knows? Uh, based on conversations, I know one club up in a northern tier state uh, was paying less than a third division club in a mountain state uh, for a star player uh, coming from League One who did not end up in either of those places, but yeah. A star player that won a championship in a relatively large city in Nebraska? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of players that won championships, uh, I will actually give a massive congratulations to Tobias Otieno. Uh, Toby uh, did great for a season and a half here, obviously got held up 
first player announced uh, as a foul and wins back-to-back titles. Uh, uh, couldn't happen to a better guy. He, yeah. He's a fantastic player. It's great to see him uh, bring that sort of level of success to South Georgia. Just uh, fantastic to watch. It was a pleasure for him to play for us, but it's even even more uh, heartwarming to see him uh, bring that sort of love and and that skill down to down to South Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I think Toby retweeted every person that congratulated him from Omaha. So, uh, you know, it meant a lot to him to see the, that many yeah. Omaha fans giving him praise for being there. Yeah. And, I mean, and All also right. to the Tormenta organization really quick, too, because the double with the, the W League title and then just finally getting their stadium built and everything like. Kudos to so, them. God, I would love a stadium as well. <laughs> South Georgia Tormenta. Who had never made the League One playoffs in the this is their fourth season, yep. and then wins it. So, well, and congratulations doing, from doing it the way I think that a lot of us were hoping Omaha builds to, which is having academies, developing your own players bringing those guys along, bringing some other young guys in to kind of fill in those places of need, but really just, you know, using your academy system to build your team from from where they were. And for the jump they made from last season to this season to win the titles, it's amazing. It's it's the thing that's going to keep them going long-term as a club because they can, if they have an academy that now shows, look, eventually you could win a title, you're going to get young players that want to come through and play for you. And who knows what their their roster looks like next season? They could, they could get the same thing to happen to them that happened to us. But it's amazing. It's huge for their program. I love it. Definitely. And uh, it wasn't Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think I think the other thing I don't know. We can kind of talk a little bit about the. I didn't watch all the final, but. Um, it was a pretty entertaining match, which is nice to have. Um, you know, ours, our, our our final last year obviously was not as entertaining. It was it was kind of a we jumped up and uh, obviously lost Evan, but then scored a late goal and mm-hmm. Greenville never really looked like they were in it. This was, I think, probably the most evenly matched final we've we've seen. And I mean. I think the first final was pretty yeah. evenly matched, but it was pretty evenly I mean, matched. I mean, it kind of was, but yeah, like it was kind of evenly matched. Thinking back to 2019, I remember yeah. watching that. Um, and But North Texas did definitely seem like they had the edge going through that. Yeah, and here, sure. yeah, it was kind of up in the air. Like Tormenta score from a was it from a penalty early? Was that what it was? Yeah. And then, and then chat right before the break, before you get the Tormenta late, late goal to win it. Um, yeah, like that was that was incredible, um, and 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 you scored on the side without the big pile of dirt, so you got to actually have like a nice <laughs> shot of yeah. that. Well, it's it's kind of the dream final, right? Like that's what I think the NFL always chases with the Super Bowls. They want mm-hmm. those Super Bowls that are super close, and most of them end up being like a really boring game or a slug a slugfest or something like that, or one team blows the other team out. Where mm-hmm. You know, every so often you get a final like this where 
both teams are really going back and forth. You get a last a last second goal to win it. You know, it looks like you're going to uh, go into extra time. Maybe people are starting to think about penalties, and all of a sudden they grab that late goal. So it was pretty sweet to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, just oh. to keep us moving, I'm sure when when uh, when Luke rejoins us here in a second. A um, couple other things I know we have coming up. Um, Kyle's going to be attending uh, tryouts to try out for the team on 12-4. That's what I hear. Oh, I wish. I am so I mean, out of shape. Kyle's going to be goalkeeper, isn't he? Um, I played goalie at some points. I, I, I played <laughs> defender is what I like to do, but uh, well, I haven't had Kyle, how, pickup how soccer in a while. 6-6. Six, six. Yeah, I mean. Let's it, do it. Yeah. Yes. You're. We got taller this. than any keeper on the on the squad right now. I do not have a, I do not have the stamina, and <laughs> I do not even for a goalkeeper. I don't have it. <laughs> uh, my brother was a good goalkeeper. <laughs> my my brother was a good goalkeeper, but uh, I I was not as good. <laughs> well, isn't your brother up at uh, or your cousins at Fremont? No. Right? So my 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 middle brother was a was a pretty good goalkeeper but he did basketball in college instead my youngest is at midland yeah okay yeah so i mean uh, soccer runs in your runs in your family and uh, just uh you could be the first pro oh god <laughs> i'd be the oldest one to, uh, i'd be older than so much of the team too <laughs> <laughs> well welcome to the team buddy but but you'd have more hair than some of them well because uh, the day we're recording this is Luis's birthday, and uh, who is one of the oldest and has the, some of the most thinning hair while still committing to having hair. Connor, but, Connor's still rocking it, even though he's also one of the older ones. Yep. Yeah. He, he's younger than me, but he is still one of the older ones. Hey, Kyle's, Kyle's got two inches on Christian, uh, who's 6'4", so he does. Yeah, and be the tallest goalkeeper on the team, even if you were, you know, fourth string. <laughs> we keep talking about depth, Kyle. You can be depth. <laughs> we'll see. We'll uh, see. Uh, but if anybody, if there's anybody that listens to this that uh, aspires to be a pro, open tryouts twelve four uh, teams. Uh, team has some kind of registration process, but it, it's a hundred bucks to try out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you send us your your tape. And you're good enough. I will pitch in for for your uh, registration fee. So, if you are one of our one of our listeners, you think you're good enough, and we think you're good enough after seeing your tape, we will pay for you to go. <laughs> Dude, one of these days we have to do like a who gives a hoot sponsored tryout, even if it's like, <laughs> even if they don't even have a shot in hell, we just go here. Hey. We all chipped in 25 bucks. Four of us chipped in 25 bucks. Go give them your best. Hey, I, I, I'm a, I'm 100% for it, and I'm 100% serious. If you are good enough uh, to want to try out or just in shape enough, really, you don't have to be good, but just send us your tape, and if we would like to see you on the team, we will pay and communicate that back to you. Let's do it. Um. All right. Uh, did we we go over the eighth? No, we no. Were gonna, I, I went in uh, in chronological order here. So twelve okay. four now twelve eight. Twelve eight. There was will be some form of announcement. 
by Union Omaha. The announcement of said announcement was on National Jersey Day, so uh, not New Jersey Day, which also uh, friend of the oh. pod um, has uh, Real Central New Jersey has announced intentions to move to uh, USL in some pro capacity, uh, but that that's a still beyond rumor, but not solidified. Uh, the 12-8 announcement is going to be something. It just happened to be on a Jersey day. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. We're out of the Nike contract from what I remember from our conversations with Matt yeah. Lominoff. Yes. Three years Everybody, of Nike. Oh, God. Three years of them not wanting to support us in any way, shape, or form, which is not shocking yep. when you consider who we are, where we are in the world of soccer. Um, yeah. I, I, We're I'm massive. We're massive. But I mean, well, hold out hope it's a good sponsor. Uh, you know, there's there's good ones out there. That's my hope is that's the announcement. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people are thinking both that and maybe a home kit, but I'm hoping at least just they announce here's who it is. A home kit would make yeah. sense. It's right before the holidays. You get people remember season one, they they showed the home jersey and then they're like, You can get this little slip of paper. That you can wrap for people for Christmas and tell them they're getting. I didn't, didn't even show up in time for Christmas. I didn't get mine till January. Same. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that that hits news. Um, do we want to talk Chattanooga or we just want to talk season? What's more? What's better? Like, what's more optimistic? I think season is more optimistic. Uh, yeah. All right. Although no, let's start the season backward. Let's start with Chattanooga and then go back up to where we could yeah. be hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Chattanooga at the end of a lot of injuries, guys coming back from injuries that maybe shouldn't be back from injuries, but end of a long season, a lo- good open cup run. And we took them to overtime. Like almost were able to to make it to down to uh, penalties, but at least yeah. overtime, and it was it was a hell of a goal. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, it, did we play amazing? Yes. No, like that was one of our in the past two months. That was half. one of the best. Yeah, first half was great. Second yeah. half wasn't bad, but. It it really was one of the best games we played in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it it goes into a lot of the fans' uh, narrative uh, how the goal happened. Uh, but I think it stands very much to the point of what we talked about in the pod before. G made a mistake. He overcommitted. Um, even if he had gotten contact on that, it was going to be a card of some nature because he had just way overcommitted. But he made one mistake in the entire game, and it led to a goal. Uh, will G ever make that mistake again? I don't think so. Uh, but 
holy hell, did he have a good game. And, and that was the hundredth minute too, right? Like yeah. you played a full game and passed that before that. Happened. Yeah. In a position like that's not his position. Right. Yeah. Like he, he's able to play as a center back. He's able to play well as a center back, but he's not a center back. No. So I, I, our midfield was a little flat. Uh, JP had a great game again. Uh, and really going through the season, there were very few games where I looked at the way JP was playing and thought he had a bad game, thought he could have done better. Um, and this game was very much same. Like uh, most of the opportunities were coming from his foot, at least in my opinion there. Granted, my opinion there was after a number of adult beverages. <laughs> and uh, while being heckled by uh, Chattanooga casuals. Yeah. I mean, good. That's how it should be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we didn't get a goal. But, I mean, we didn't get a lot of goals this season. Yeah. Hit the crossbar. It had oh, a God. couple really close opportunities. That crossbar shot. I I think too. Here's the thing: we took we took the the runner up to this year's final to extra time, played 120 minutes against them. They went on and and won upset Richmond. Yeah, yeah, upset Richmond. So I mean, yeah. and, you know, and they only scored a goal each playoff game this this year i mean it's so i mean it's not like chattanooga was lighting it up during the playoffs either but to to take a team like that with as undermanned as we were um going into the end of the season uh i, I you got to give it to the boys you got to give it to jay for for getting them ready for that match because chattanooga is always it's always kind of been a bogey team for us a little bit you know there's kind of been out there um not a team that we typically win against. Uh, and so to take them that far and then have them end up in the final and like Kyle and I were talking about, have them playing one of the most exciting finals I think League One's had. Um, you know, outside that of that game COVID was good. Final, that was a good game. <laughs> outside, outside of the final, they didn't happen. Um, but, you know, it's one of those like they – they lost to a really good tormented team that was on fire and caught fire at the right time. And we, we happened to lose to Chattanooga uh, by a really, really good goal, which honestly, a lot of our, if we go back and look at a lot of our losses this season, a lot of our losses was because we gave up really good goals, not because people were like scrapping goals against us. Yeah. Guys were shooting and that's how you have to beat Shido. You beat the goalkeeper of the year, the golden glove winner. By shooting ridiculous shots that no one's stopping. Yeah. So, question regarding Tormenta. They've always been a second half of the season team. Like, that that has been pretty consistent. Like, they're always, like, knocking on the door of the playoffs. This was our longest season uh, to date, yeah? Yeah, because the other was 28 games. Yeah. Do they do better next season? Like we just keep adding games and Tormenta keeps getting better. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: is it's an I, experiment. I, think, I mean, 
Okay, yeah. I, I think that we have has shown the league is if you have a team that can catch fire at the right time that can score goals and you have one or two guys on your team that are just insanely good i mean sterling's out of this world he should not be in third division u.s soccer oh he shouldn't be well, and then they brought two players in late in their season, which is, I think, kind of what changed their season too, right? They were mm-hmm. they were good but not great, and then they brought those two players in late, and they kind of propelled them in a way. Yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, I think what we all I, learned was we need to sign Toby back because if you sign Toby, you win championships. That does seem accurate. Oh, <laughs> Toby. Toby and Shaft and Ryan on the same pitch. Like, Come on now. Mm, that, that team is just so, so good. Well, and I think that's the thing about this team. Like, I know not all these guys are going to be back, but how many late season signings did we have? And how many times did we say, if we had a full season of Shaft, what does that look like? If you have a full yeah. season with Corey leading the line, what does that look like? Like, there's some of those guys, it's just like, if we had a full season with these guys, does it look a little bit different? Um, yep. Shaft brought something to this team we didn't have, which was not only his speed, but his knowledge of what to do with the ball at his feet with that speed. And we, you know, Ryan, again, Ryan's great. He developed a lot, but he still has to learn that aspect of being a pro. Yeah, you can, you can, you can forward but what do you do when you get up there have a plan be ready for it know when you have to turn it off and when you can turn it back on again do all that stuff and that's the stuff that another season with a team like ours it can be helpful for no i definitely agreed there is the a full season with the guys who who were working well together that that sort of cohesion from day one uh, could really just change how everything goes. Throw Brito in with Shaft, in with a advanced Ryan, um, you know, in with, you know, maybe Dion's here next year, maybe uh, Connor's back. Like, get get them in. Um, JP, Dalton, Rashid, I don't think are back. I don't think should be back. Uh, because they deserve, they deserve to advance. Their their level yeah. has been so much more. But get those guys who are are coming back, the guys who've earned the spot. I'd love to see G back, because honestly, I think he he improved a lot. Absolutely. Um, love to see Isaac and Montestioka, and put all those that. guys, like all those guys together from day one to the last day. And I think we've got a the full pretty much a full skeleton of a championship winning team so yeah. the only position would be goalkeeper um because and again shido shouldn't be on this team next year but with his position of not being a u.s uh, international mm-hmm. or u.s national i i wonder there's a possibility i don't know if it's a high possibility but so if shido is gone um Benefits of going to a high stakes game that you lose on the road is you sometimes end up talking to people. Uh, and so 
at the hotel bar talking to to Boris, uh, the goalkeeper coach, about Christian. And the praise he had for him, the high ceiling that he he thinks Christian has, I was was really refreshing. It wasn't Christian wasn't brought in as a emergency signing. He was brought in as a development prospect. And he's what I think 20, he's young, isn't he? Twenty. Yeah, he's a he's out of community college, like 22, 21, 22. Yeah. Uh, especially as a goalkeeper, but give him a solid offseason working with a professional goalkeeping coach. Mm-hmm. I, I think he could be looking at a, a good, good start to our back line there. Well, I was, I was joking with Kyle about his height, but I mean, legitimately <laughs> Christian is six foot four. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's huge for us is to have a guy like that, you know? So, I mean, even if he's a center back, it'd be good to have somebody up on the opposite box for headers. <laughs> There you go. Especially if you lose yeah. JP. Yeah. Hopefully, All right. hopefully Tush getting back. That'd be that'd be nice as well. Yeah. Tush well, back, back would be great. I said I said this at the end of last season. I I believe it again this year. Everybody just has to be prepared with this level of soccer. There's going to be turnover on this roster. There's going to be guys that you love, guys that played for this team that will not be back. For whatever reason, they leave the sport, they move to a different team, whatever it is, that's going to happen at our level because that's just where we are as a league. We, we're third-tier yeah. soccer. We are an introduction to professional soccer for a lot of these guys. I do think this season's a little bit different from last year because I'm guessing we signed most of these new players to at least one-and-ones, if not two-and-ones. Yeah especially the younger players. So I wouldn't be surprised to at least see the younger players back next year. Some of the older ones, who knows, but. um, Well, I think a guy like Dalton, who's been here since a lot for a long time, he's one of those guys that when he is gone, people are going to go, why did you let Knutson go? Why is Dalton gone? And it's, it's one of those things like it's now or never for Dalton kind of thing. Like he's got it. If he's ready to move up and someone's ready to take a shot at him, it's time for him to do it. He, I love Delta. Yeah. I love Camille. They are amazing people. I wish nothing but success for both of them as people. Mm-hmm. But for them to find more success, they've got he's got to move beyond Omaha mm-hmm. as, yeah. as a player. No, I I think we I think we're at a point where if we keep keep going, we're gonna need to need a couple more hours of time <laughs> for sure uh and i have to wait for class soon, so, so <laughs> yeah yeah so the one, one thing i did want to point out here so who do you think has the the most caps for the team so far jp uh you mean just for omaha just for uh, just for omaha dalton it is jp jp is at 74 and JP Dalton, only missed one game because of a, or like two games because of appendicitis and like two games because of the red card uh, yep. suspensions. Yeah. And then uh, Dalton and Cheeto are tied at 70. So yeah. JP's at 74, Dalton and Cheeto are at 70. Yeah. And then of course, Connor is at 66. He has played every game he could have played for us since he has joined. It's insane. <sighs> that, that guy. That guy. It's wild. It's the hair. It's nuts. That is nuts. 
<laughs> All right. Um, we will be back. Uh, we may uh, may bring in some some additional, but we're we're gonna talk through the season. We're gonna break it down, and then we're gonna talk about what we're excited about next time. But for now, who gives a hoot? We do. We do. We do. <laughs>